Hey there! Welcome to Dogs Are Smarter Than People, the quirky podcast that brings you writing tips and life tips. I'm Sean, and with me as always is Carrie Jones, New York Times and international best-selling author and awesome woman. I'm also Sean's wife, so he has to say that. We always start our podcast with a random thought, and then we go into the writing tip and the dog tip. Thanks for hanging out with us. Enjoy! Hey, it's random thought in the office. <laughs> yeah, it is. Boo-hoo. Boo-you. Boo-you. Hey, so... <laughs> we're so stupid. We're wicked stupid. I don't know how anyone <laughs> listens to us, man. <laughs> But, okay, here's my randomness. You ready? Yeah. I thought as a Florida man. Yeah. Um, who you would appreciate this because they have found a river monster. Uh-huh. And it's a new invasive species in I, Florida. I, it's not Sean. I, I'm, I'm not 10 foot long. I'm just saying you're an invasive species. Um, I, I, I can be. Yeah, but they found a 10 foot long, um, like, predator. Uh-huh. And I don't even know how to say the name of this monster fish. I do. Okay, tell me. It's an arapaima. Okay, that. Yeah. Yeah. And they a dead one washed ashore. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that like, is a predator fish. Not non-native, but it's kind of cool. I'd love to go <laughs> catch some arapaimas down there. Well, that's just another reason for us to leave Maine and go to the land of predators, Heck yeah. also known as Florida. Could be like an arapaima fishing guide after a while once they get a good foothold. Dude, I just called Florida the land of predators and you didn't even blink. No. Uh, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them are native species. So like that that fish, I guess, is really um in is supposed to be in the Amazon. Indigenous, which yeah. Is what you wanted to say. Yeah, it was, but then I gave up because it's too early. <laughs> and um and the Amazon obviously is in South America, yeah. North America. And apparently it has these scales that are like armor. Uh-huh. Wow. It's like a, the night fish, K N I G. It's really cool looking. Look at it. Yeah. Well it's how the exactly? I don't know. They say no, it's ugly. No, we'll go up above the picture. Yeah, they say and it's it. ugly. It's not ugly. Look at the beautiful colors in it. But to be fair, the article that we're reading says, and it's ugly at least to most people. Uh, Quote, you're just not most people, bae, because you yeah. think fishies are pretty. Uh, most of them are. That's why he loves me, and I'm a Pisces. But you're not a fit. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I like your gills, baby. <laughs> How about my scales? Oh. <laughs> you like my flippers? Like, yeah, okay. Flippers. <laughs> That's getting a little too weird. But in other news of the weird, right? Yeah. Randomly, uh-huh. um, SpaghettiOs apparently can be weaponized. Were they still in the can? Yes. Well, of course they can then. All right. So <laughs> apparently, I'm going to read this directly from shepherdexpress.com. We'll have the link. Um, Shade Miranda, 30, was charged with a felony domestic battery in Fort Pierce, Florida, on April 4th after allegedly attacking a man with a, quote, within the article, 15.6 ounce metal can of SpaghettiOs in a plastic bag. (laughs) Yes, that can be a heck of a, that's like pool pool balls in in a sock or something. So like when your spouse is drunk now, like you have to hide the guns, the knives and the SpaghettiOs. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, I guarantee you she didn't buy her SpaghettiOs at Walmart. Because as soon as she started swinging that bag, the SpaghettiOs would have flown right out of the bottom of that. Sean has an issue with Walmart plastic bags. You shouldn't use plastic bags, but during COVID, places aren't allowing canvas bags, and therefore plastic yeah anyways continuing on with the direct quote um the smoking gun reported the victim told police he and miranda were sharing a room at the travel in motel where after he arrived home from the hospital the two began to argue the victim told police he stepped outside to let things cool down but miranda followed him wielding the spaghettios she was arrested but it was unclear whether the spaghettios we're booked into the evidence locker. <laughs> no, they were eating. <laughs> so I'm hungry. Any, any good cop like spaghetti. <laughs> Holy moly. <laughs> Dude, did you hear about that? There's like these um, police officers in India who have like masks and headgear that looks like the coronavirus now. No. And they like go around town like to try to increase awareness. Really? About, yeah. Oh, yeah. That. Isn't that interesting? That's pretty cool. I know. <laughs> I they get to cosplay as the COVID virus. That's a good idea for a Halloween costume. No, no, it kills people. Writing tip of the pod. Hey. Hey. Hey, right. What are we talking about today? Well, we already talked about Florida River Monsters. But today we're talking about writing block and writer's burnout, which are two very different things, despite the B sound in both of those words. (laughs) It's better to burn out. So in 2021, and people are burnt out. There's COVID-19, there's political strife, there's, you know, river monsters, systemic bigotries and bias, there's memes at the grocery store, and there's that never-ending effort for some of us to pay for food, shelter, and healthcare, right? That's right. Gotta always pay for that. On Carrie's blog www.carriejonesbooks.blog she talked about how you can burn out on self-care even yeah but also how writers seem super susceptible to burnout and why she was a bit burnt out for a while I was but first let's put some definitions out there writer's block is when you can't figure out what to write it's not what writer's burnout is, though, right? Writer's burnout is... When you are super stressing completely, mentally... Why is that funny to you, man? It's not. And physically exhausted. You have zero motivation. And surprise, surprise, this pandemic has burnt out a lot of people, not just writers. That's for darn sure. So what causes burnout? That damn stress. Nobody's supporting you. Not being valued. Working too hard multitasking like a wild one and chaos yes so what are the symptoms back, well back, back in-, in 2016 the harvard business review had an article by monique valcor about beating burnout Woo! and her main three symptoms are exhaustion cynicism and inefficacy What's well, inefficacy baby it's basically when you can't like your end product sucks Oh, okay. Thank you. That was an honest question. Or you can't get to that end product. Mm -hmm. So if you add to those three main symptoms, zero motivation. Not being interested in things. Feeling like a big fail. Not feeling attached to anything, especially your work. That is like 
Why are you making that a bit? Yeah, it's Bruna. So yeah. in Valcor's article, she pulls out the four main things you can do to combat that burnout, which are, I'm going to tell you in a second, because <laughs> why not? It's prioritize self-care. Shift your perspective. Reduce exposure to job stressors and Sean Ferrar stressors. There's no stress here, but oh, seek out connections would be number four. Yeah, so that's easier said than done, right? But you're supposed to try. And over on the blog, too much on her plate, Dr. Melissa, which I just like to say, um, <laughs> writes, taking care of you is not a luxury. Which makes sense, because if you don't take care of yourself and your basic needs, you die. But I think she's talking a bit more beyond those basic needs and writes what happens when you don't take care of yourself. Yes, we're talking to you, Sean. So, according to to her... I I do take care of myself, is what I was trying to say. So, according to Dr. Melissa, this is what happens. You have less energy and motivation to follow through on your goals. You're more easily distracted and less focused. Many people tend to turn to vices. That's vices, not the vices. To fill in the <laughs> gaps that aren't being filled with inequality, within quality ways. Stress eating and other kinds of emotional eating, smoking, drinking too much, and wasting time surfing the internet. These are but a few things that tend to show up, waste more of your time and energy, distract you, and contribute to a vicious cycle of decreased happiness and less effectiveness. Yeah, your stress levels are higher. Sleep is often impaired or sacrificed. It's common to feel deprived, irritable, more easily frustrated or impatient. Creativity suffers (gasps) and life usually includes less play and less fun. And then finally, health is negatively affected, according to Dr. Melissa. (laughs) So I have a question. Is Melissa her last name or is she like Dr. Phil? I think she's like Dr. Phil. Oh, okay. Yeah. So how do you take care of yourself without burning out on taking care of yourself? Spoiler. Gary is burning out on daily five-minute arm exercise videos, although they are paying off, I've noticed. They are. I've got some arms to steal, oh man. And Sean is burnt out listening to me doing those five-minute arm exercise videos <laughs> and the ladies' voice. <laughs> Hi, guys! Um, but yeah. that's self-care, right? You want to be, have, be physically strong and take those five minutes to do other things. That's right. But I'm a little bit burned out on it. So, like, how do you take care of you? Dr. Melissa, again, has some lovely advice. Start claiming 10 to 15 minutes a day for yourself. Use this time to connect with yourself and to pay attention to how you feel and what you need. Journal, walk, meditate, soak in the tub. Yeah. Try not to save this for the end of the day when you're too tired to move and your brain has stopped working. Pay yourself first or, if necessary, take a break during your day. She also says to adopt the following mantras, I'm doing my best and I can't do it all. They are true. Put them where you can see them and remind yourself of them frequently. Oh, dear Lord. I shut up, Sean. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Create effectiveness in doable steps. Each evening, identify your top three personal action items for the next day and decide when you will accomplish them. Think doable. Doable. If these daily goals seem overwhelming, make them smaller. A 15-minute walk that you take is better than the 45-minute one you couldn't fit in. 
If possible, knock out your personal priorities early in the day. Which basically means we need to get up at four. I know. I know. All right, so plan for food that fuels you, she says, especially when the time is right. Don't skip breakfast. I don't ever have breakfast. Have a plan for lunch and don't starve yourself before dinner. Make sure you have groceries you need. Choose foods that are appealing. No starvation diets. Huh. 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 Ooh, you failed that one, baby. Yeah, I totally failed. You don't starve yourself, though. I know, but I often don't choose foods that are appealing. No, you don't. And I never have breakfast. You never have breakfast, do you? No, rarely do we have breakfast. I don't think Dr. Melissa's going to like us. All right, she also says to... Cut the multitasking. It stresses us out and makes us less effective. (laughs) Practice focusing on doing one thing at a time. You won't get it perfect, but that's okay. Remember, step number two. Which was, uh... Adopt the following mantra. I'm doing my best. I can't do it all. All right. (laughs) Finally, take emotional eating seriously. It means that your life's out of balance. There. I paraphrased that one. You did paraphrase that one. So it's all pretty cool stuff, mostly, right? Some might not work for you. Um, Right. Yes. Okay, so... Specifically for writers and artists, a few years ago, Kelly McGann on the Write Practice blog talked about how to overcome writing burnout specifically. She said she had writer's burnout because, quote, I started thinking that my words didn't matter and no one needed to hear what I had to say, end quote. That feeling is so common, especially for pre-published writers or writers who are from oppressed groups and identities. So how do you deal with it? Well... According to McGann, you do it by this. Recognize the problem. Don't stop writing. Find yourself again. <laughs> Don't try to explain yourself and write consistently. I always love find yourself because it just sounds like, wait, did I lose who I where I am? Who am I? Wait, where? <laughs> where am I? But you know what it means, right? I think that I think that writes consistently one can is is a bit of an issue though, and that and that. As we were reading through this, a lot of writers' problems, I think, I'm making an assumption, mm-hmm. are that they feel like that's what they have to do every day and they have to produce. So if you get, if you start to get burnt out, then you start producing or you're producing less quality. You know what I mean? I think that... Which it falls into the mantra of write consistently, but that just means you need to take a break. And find yourself or whatever. Maybe. And then come back to it. Maybe. But a lot of the reasons that people um, don't have the motivation to write is because they think their writing sucks. They think that nobody's listening to them. It's not actually because they don't like writing, but because those other things come in, it kind of like pushes your love of writing out of the way because you're getting outside validation instead of that internal validation, right? Or you're not getting it. Right. I'm yeah. sorry. Cause you're not getting that outside cause you are so focused on that outside validation right. of like how many blog hits you get and post likes and is an agent going to read your story or is, yeah. you know, like you're, if you're independently published, why has no one bought your book or are only two people or, you know what I mean? Like, so totally needs outside I mean. metrics and outside mm-hmm. validation, like pushes you down. Sure does. Um, 
And so you lose that motivation because of that inefficacy aspect too, mm-hmm. you know, it, so it's hard. So what does it all mean? It basically means that you have to keep being persistent and putting those words down, even when you never want to write again, if it's your job or your dream to be a writer or author or novelist. So, you know, you can't let that burnout keep you from doing what you used to love. If a, you're bringing in money to the family or B, um, you used to love it. Like you have to figure out why you don't love it anymore. Right. So it means that you're allowed to be open about being burnt out, but you don't owe other people explanations about the why of your burnout, but you don't have to tell anyone why you aren't putting your words out there either. Right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, that's your choice. You get to do what you want (laughs) as far as letting other people know how you feel. Dude, you get to do you. You don't owe anyone. Right. Um, and it means that you have to take the time to remember or re-remember why you're a writer and who you are and what your message is and what you want to say. You get to go back to the core of who you are, the real you, and your message to the world. Because writing is communication. And most of us are compelled to tell stories or blog posts or articles because we want to communicate something. And it does matter. You matter. Your words matter. We need them out there. That didn't sound like you meant it. What? It didn't sound like you meant it, boo. It matters. <laughs> you matter. Your words matter. You do. We need your, the world at large needs your story out there. That's what you should be posting around your house. Yeah, not the mantras. That's right. You shouldn't be posting, I matter, and my words matter, and, and my voice people need matters. need to hear my story. Yeah. That's right. So writing tip of the pod basically is burnout's real. Take care of yourself. Make better mantras. (laughs) You know it's true, man. That's right. It's true. Make make good mantras. You deserve them. You do. Dog tip for life. So loud. I like to say it loud. It's important. The dog tips are always important. Well, mostly. And today's dog tip is brought to you by Sparty, the canine wild boar. <laughs> <Aww. laughs> he's exactly got a little weight like. problem. He's a little weight problem. Yes, yes, he does. And he's part lab. The reason he's got a little weight problem is because dogs don't get burnt out. They're always focused on their objective. And like they find what in it, man? Happiness, joy, and love. In yeah. treats. <laughs> well, that's his objective. That is his objective. He's a very food-focused puppy. It's his sole focus in life. Yeah. Other than the basics of taking care of himself. Right. Going to the bathroom and showering and stuff like that. But he believes in his purpose. Uh, like 100%. And that's what we got to do too, right? That's right. Never give up. Never stop heading towards the pantry. <laughs> Because your owner walks past it to get to the bathroom. It's a very poor placement of the pantry. (laughs) Only for food-obsessed dog owners. Oh, no. (laughs) Never fail to get off the couch when you hear the crinkle of what sounds like a potato chip bag. (laughs) And Gabby's the same way, but not about food. Like, Gabby finds great joy. In barking. And protecting her people. That's right. And her cats. You know, like, it's her thing. That's what she does. And she's a really joyous dog. 
Because she does it all the time. Never fail to get off your dog bed and bark if you mistake the rustle of a leaf for the footfalls of the mailman. (laughs) Always remember your goal. (sighs) Someday you'll get there if you never give up. And you know what? Like, she's not stressed about it. And she feels like we're to support and value her. So she's good, you know? I don't know how she can feel that I know, way. but she does. Constantly telling her to shut up. <laughs> but she but she believes in her goal still. And she doesn't multitask. And she believes there's an order to her purpose. And you know? That's right. That's it. Be dog-like. Find your joy in your goal and your purpose and don't give up. And focus on succeeding that. Succeeding that? Succeeding in that joy, goal, or purpose. Cool. But always take care of yourself so you can have joy in that focus. You know what I mean? Yeah. You should, you should, you deserve to love what you do. Yeah. Is what I'm trying to say. Perfect. All right. Hey, thanks for listening. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and share this podcast. All over the place. So I can make my $5 a year. Carrie really needs that $5. I need it so bad, man. Um, and we'd like to shout out to um, Broke for Free, which created the track Summer Spliff. And that music is clipped and shortened in this podcast and is made available through the Creative Commons license. That's awesome. Hey, buy my books. Yes, buy her books. And find out more about us on CarrieJonesBooks.blog. We have another podcast. Loving the Strange. Live on Fridays. It's fun. And awesome. Well, it's fun for me. Yeah, Sean. But please join us. 7 o'clock, Friday night. It's all about loving the strange. And it's pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Good day. Good day.